Now, from coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding are pleased to present the CBS Radio Network. Hi again, everybody. First of all, we want to uh, answer some of the mail that's come in asking about the bird. Bob, I wonder if you'd take over here well, uh, while I go out and uh, arrange my mustache. Okay. Uh, we've had, uh, as Ray said, quite a few inquiries about uh, the condition of the big Bob and Ray bird that uh, perches on our desk each broadcast evening. He hasn't been feeling too well. Uh, he has evidenced uh, uh, some sluggishness. And my last few... Yes, that looks much better. Some sluggishness the last few days. We thought we should... Uh, Call in a, a, an expert. Yeah, we have uh, a bird doctor here. As a matter of fact, I looked out the window when I stepped out, and uh, I saw the doctor's buggy. Yes? That's what I thought. And uh, he'll be coming up now in just a few moments, and uh, he's going to get the bird. You can hear the bird in the cage now. But he is a very, very sick bird. Very sick bird. Come in, please. That's the only studio in the world with a wooden door, isn't it? Seems to be, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the property yeah. Uh Dr. Stoll, I wonder if you could take a look at the great Bob and Ray Burns. Oh, he used to be ailing over there. Yeah, that's, uh, that is a sucker. Before you go any further, will this be expensive? Uh, I mean, before you do any more analyzing. The regular service charge there yeah, for coming over is $5. Oh, oh, all right. Okay, well, then go ahead and look some more of them. In case I write a prescription that might be a little bit more. Let me look at this, uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, he's getting bigger, too, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's suffering from a little uh, lack of calcium there. You see his uh, beak is kind of yeah, I noticed flabby. It is. It's a very... But you don't find very often in a bird. Uh... What, what kind of a bird is it? Uh, I don't... Uh, it's a, some kind of an auk, I think. An auk. An auk. Is that A-U-K or yeah, H-A-W-K? Yeah. I tell you, I leave you a little, uh, oh, what? H-A-W-K or A-U-K? Ark. Ark. A-U-K, yeah. I think I'd better leave you a prescription. Uh, put him on this a couple of days. And... Are you planning to take him to the picnic with you? Oh, did you know about that? Yeah, I heard you on the radio. Uh, well, uh, if he's well enough, we'll take him. If not, of course, it will be impossible. Yeah, well, I... Uh... Well, he looks now, I don't think he can make the... You picnic. wouldn't advise it. Uh, I wouldn't advise that. Okay, thank you, Doctor. I think you've run through $5 worth of talk to us. All right. Good. All right. Nice chatting with you, and good luck. Oh, uh, let me get your ditty. It's the doctor's ditty, Bob. Here? No, no, oh. it's his bag. Oh, I'll run after him with it. Uh, say, uh, friends, uh, we have for you now something that we think is very exciting. It's a commercial. Well, it's exciting to us and yeah. to our audience because today we have something to actually demonstrate, and it is the uh, Columbia Stereo One phonograph. Look, let me uh, put this up on the table. What do you think of it, audience? Uh, let's get it up here, Bob. Yeah. Well, that's light. Easy to carry, isn't it? Sure. They say there's one for every room, every budget, and every listening need. Mm-hmm. Audience, how do you like this? <laughs> The particular one is priced at twenty four ninety five, and then there are others. Well, there are consoles too, as low as one hundred and twenty nine ninety five. Now remember, Columbia first with the LP record, the first with guaranteed stereo fidelity records, 
And they're first again with Stereo One by Columbia. Number one in the wonderful world of sound. You'll have a brand new listening experience in stereophonic high fidelity with one of these Columbia phonographs. And it is a great selection of Columbia Stereo One models at your Columbia phonograph dealer right now. So uh, see him. He has easy terms, too. See them all. Hear them all today. Uh, now, as I was saying before we started the word for Columbia phonographs, we have uh, a very exciting open-end tape interview for you uh, this evening. seems that uh, this gentleman, uh, he is uh, an, an inventor, uh, came by our office this morning with what we think is one of the most amazing uh, electronic advancements of modern time. We also are uh, in the process right now of delivering a, a real beat to radio because this is the first time there's ever been any word of this uh, on the radio or in newspapers or, or anywhere at all. Uh, he couldn't be with us live tonight, so what we did was to put his answers to uh, questions that we'll ask him live, uh, and uh, his answers are on tape. So I think uh, with the good assistance of our great man over there at the tape machine, Mr. Alonzo, I'll ask the first question now and get this thing going. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here at the Bob and Ray Show, Clayton T. Weevil, electronic inventor. Welcome, and what's the good word? Always a pleasure to be here, and I hope I'll be able to return in the near future and tell you it was all successful. Goodbye. Oh, wait a minute. I think you have the wrong answer. <laughs> That's good. Uh, let me start this again. Uh, this is uh, here at our microphones, friend. When the next-door neighbor suggested a mighty fine idea for a tasty summer dessert. Yeah, we'll roll that back, will you? <laughs> we get the answer here. This, friends, is Clayton T. Weevil, electronic inventor. I wonder if you could tell us just what it is you invented, sir. No wires, no uh, electronic uh, device visible for many miles. Now, you can understand uh, what this can mean to the radio industry. Oh, roll, roll that. There we are. Now, back. Back. Roll it back, would you please, sir? Did we get the wrong answer there? Now, we don't have too much time left, uh, Mr. Weevil. Clayton T., they call you Bull Weevil, don't they? Isn't that your nickname? My wife, Doris, the kids, and our puppy. All got into the car. Uh, forget it. Forget it. Thank you, uh, Mr. Alonzo. He was uh, shaking up things, you know. Friends, uh, we'll try to get Mr. Weevil here. When the next door neighbor oh, suggested no. a mighty fine yeah, idea yeah, yeah. for a tasty summer dessert. Wonderful. Let's forget the whole thing. to Biff Burns Sports Room, and for you boxing buffs, a real treat this evening. Our guest is the only lady manager in the fight game today, Miss Emma Newman. Emma, I wonder if you'd just step in here, and I'd like to fire away if you... How you doing, Biff, buddy? Emma, I saw your boy, Brutal Billy Woods, uh, fight last night. He gave a pretty good account of himself, too. Lasted until, I think, 148 of the second round. Well, his jab is improving, I find. Just as soon as he learns to move three or four yards closer to his opponent, he'll do much better when he throws it. Well, what plans uh, do you have for Billy, Emma? Well, I plan to bring Billy along slowly, Biff. His next bout will be with Sailor MacArthur in 1962. Well, I guess it uh, takes a long time for Billy's cuts to heal. 
Well, yes. Uh, you see, Billy cuts easily around the eyes. All it takes is a pair of sunglasses resting on the bridge of his nose. Let's get down to uh, the facts. I know the fans are interested in uh, hearing about Emma. How did you become a prize fight manager? Oh, well, you know the story, Biff. Well, I know, but our listeners oh. may not have heard it, oh. you know. Yeah. Well, years ago, when Mr. Joe Lewis was fighting, yeah. making a mint of money, I approached him and said, Mr. Lewis, I think I'd like to become your manager. And uh, what did Joe say to that, Emma? Well, he said, no thanks, I've got a manager, but thank you for the opportunity. He was very gracious about it. So your first managerial attempt was thwarted, so That's right, Bip. But a prelim boy caught my eye about a year after my business talk with Mr. Lewis. And if my memory serves me correctly, that would be Scraper Bates. He was the boy who fought out of a severe crouch. Yes, it was a severe crouch. I remember. It was almost as though he never bothered to get up after he left the stool and the bell rang. Whatever happened to him, Emma? Well, you see, with his style, the severe crouch, he got kneed in the chin a lot. And uh, uh, Emma, did uh, you ever come close to managing a real champion? Well, I thought I had a winner in Grainpipe Sims. Now, he was a bantamweight, weighed 117 pounds, and he was six feet six. Well, wasn't he the boy with uh, a good many vertical tattoos all over him? That's the one, Biff. Well, anyway, he could have won the bandy championship very easily, but the mob wouldn't let him fight. You mean uh, the gangsters in the fight game didn't want to give him a shot at the title? Oh, no, the fight mob, the spectators, oh. they wouldn't let him fight. They thought he was too skinny. And then his boxing glove used to drop off his hands after they were laced on. So I gave up on Drainpipe. Well, what are your plans for the future, Emma? Well, you see, my mother was a pretty good boxer in her day. And, and I'm uh, sure you'd have another unusual ring stylist on your hands. Well, we'll see. A good deal depends on whether she's stayed in shape. Emma, good to talk to you. And uh, we'll uh, be haunting the local gyms looking for your mother. Imagine she'll be easy to locate. Thanks again, Lady Price Fight Manager Emma Noonan, for closing out another edition of Biff Burns Sportsman. And this is Biff Burns saying so long. Thank you, Beth, and thank you, uh, ma'am. Now, friends, a word about the big picnic coming up in just two days now, Friday. Hardly seems that close. I, I know that uh, one person pointed out to me that we mentioned that we weren't going to have it this month. Yes, Last I think you mentioned it one yeah. day. And, uh, and we did have to, have to uh, move the schedule up because a lot of uh, the employees weren't going to be able to make it if we held it in August. Uh... Again, we want to remind the uh, general public that they will not, will not uh, be admitted. Bird is uh, acting up a little. Maybe I think uh, Haskell. Haskell. Yes, Randy. Would you put the cover on the great bird cage, please? All right. You don't have to go too close. I put the summer weight cover on. It's quite warm. Yes, yes. Now, I was saying we, uh, the general public, uh, will not be permitted to attend. Did, did he get you then? Uh, well, it's not too bad. His beak is uh, pretty uh, soft. soft huh? yeah. mm. But uh, boy, did it hurt? I mean, it's no, it's all right. All right. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't... Where did that doctor go? Uh, well, the doctor's buggy is still down for Yes. Yes. Uh, as I was saying, the public, the general public, that is, will not be permitted into Pine Grove State Park for the Bob and Ray. Uh... Hey, Bob. Hey. What? I'm looking out the window at the doctor's garage gate. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> what were you saying about that? I was saying that uh, 
that the general public will not be uh, permitted uh, into Pine Grove State Park on the day of the Bob and Ray employee. No, that's uh, right. The closest they will get will be to their radios because we're going to cover the whole thing uh, via CBS radio on Friday evening. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be uh, at your radios to listen. Uh, everything that's happening will be broadcast. All the prior events will have been taped so that uh, it'll be a full, complete broadcast from Pine Grove. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Have you lined up any new acts for uh, uh, the entertainment uh, portion? I think uh, we had... Uh, what did we have? We, we had the Cabot Brothers. And well, the, I know that, the, uh, but you said somebody knew. Henderson Family Singers? Well, yeah. No, the Wellington, Wellington Family Singers. The Hendersons couldn't come. <laughs> Oh, and uh, they say I think Charles the Poet is going to... Uh, Charles will be there. We have a flautist, Sir Cyril Gore, a famed British flautist, will be there to entertain. And I hope it isn't too hot. You know, I think sitting out in the sun, uh, watching to a flautist, can probably, you know... Well, it's not stir. much to watch, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's there uh, with the licorice stick. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know... Well, anyway... Uh, we hope you'll all have a good time. Now then, is there anything we haven't covered that we should have today? Yes, the bird. We should have covered him when we came in because uh, he's created a great deal of confusion. I think he'll be all right, though. He may not be able to go to the picnic. But uh, we'll let you know tomorrow. Tomorrow will be Children's Day. Looking down my rundown sheet here. Is there anything in the audience, uh, anybody out in the audience, would like to ask a question of uh, the great Bob and Ray team? Anybody out there want to talk to us at all? I have a question. Uh-huh. No questions, I guess. All right. <coughs> Audience, you've been very quiet, seems to me, today. You, uh, even when the doctor came in, uh, they weren't too excited. And uh, I think they've been wonderful all afternoon. Yes, they have. They've been here, since, I might point out, since 3 o'clock. We've had intensive rehearsals today. And the audience are an extra long mm -hmm. warm down. And they're getting, uh, I think, a little tired. Some of them, I noticed, have dropped off to, uh, to sleep, if not worse. Uh, until uh, tomorrow, then, uh, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to uh, write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you all to hang by your thumbs. Good night. This is the CBS Radio Network.